Yeti Blue. <laughs> Welcome to this very special on the road episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your brother, co host, Thomas Dempsey. I'm your sister, co host, Elizabeth Connor. Remind me where we are again, Elizabeth. We're in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. North Carolina. Just got back from the Cheek Face show over at Cat's Cradle. In Carborough. In Carborough. Carborough. How'd you like the show, Elizabeth? It was really good. I really thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, I have been a fan of theirs since the day before I caught COVID <laughs> back in 2020. Um, I listened to them for the first time yesterday. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I got so, and we talked about this earlier, some major, like, they might be Giants vibes. Defo, definitely. Um I was surprised by the lead singer. Oh, yeah. Because just, hmm. I wasn't expecting him to look like the key witness in the Alex Murdoch case. <laughs> oh, no. He was very preppy looking. you got to admit. I think that was sort of part of the act. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good show. They had a, The band beforehand was much more like straight up and down sort of emo punk rock. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed them. Their name was uh, Sad Park. Sad part. Yeah, bought, yeah. bought one of their albums. Elizabeth got their set list and uh, said hey to the dude after the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we made it back to our hotel room, uh, just sort of snacking on, um, what are those cookies called Technically, again? they're Dunkers. They're from Trader Joe's. They're oatmeal cranberry Dunkers. Yeah, they're like a less, uh, they're like a more chewy, uh, what's that coffee cake called? Biscotti. Biscotti, yeah. They're like a chewier biscotti. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a good long drive out this way. Uh, been on the road a fair bit today. Yeah, you so more than me. Um, yeah. Because you drove the three hours it takes to get from your place to mine, and then we drove three hours yeah. to get here. More or less three hours. Yeah. I mean, it probably came out to right about three hours taking in the traffic. Yeah, plus we had to stop a couple times. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Mm-mm. And, uh, yeah, now we're about to turn in, hop in bed, wake, get an early start in the morning. And just like last year in Atlanta, we're going to be hitting us up some bookstores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, still, oh, that's a thing to do. I'll have to get on map, maps tonight and see what all stores are around so we can plot our route. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. figure we'll get up, uh, try and get to the first one as close to cl- opening as possible. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we look, I, I enjoyed, really, I enjoyed doing this last year. I did, too. I really, really enjoyed it. It was one of the high points of my year last year. Yeah, and uh, t- th- I don't think this will possibly compare, but, hey, it's <laughs> nice to chase a high. <laughs> hey, well, it's, you know, we're in a new town. We're not as familiar with it, so it, it will still be fun. It'll just be different. That's true. Because last time you, like, you lived in Atlanta. You knew where to yeah, take us. Yeah, I knew where all the hot spots were. Yeah. This year, we're just playing Marco Polo. Pretty much. Yep. So, uh, we're going to get ready for bed, and next time you hear from us, I think we'll be coming out of our first store of the day. Yep. Yep. And we look forward to having some stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah. Good night. Good night. All right. We now join you in scenic downtown Carborough in front of Golden Fig Books having just come right up the street from Epilogues. Elizabeth, why don't you tell them about it? So, Epilogue Bookstore is 
the second half of what seems to be a two business, a two store business model. So as we were walking into Epilogue, uh, Epilogue is like the new books and it has like the cafe, which is modeled after what I assume to be a like Mexican chocolateria. And we both got coffee there. Mine, I'm current, I'm still drinking on mine. It's delicious. Yep, I had a very nice fr- uh, vanilla latte. We also got some uh, churritos, which little like mini churros. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, which you can like walk back and forth because there's connecting doors between the two businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, or the, in the other store, is the store Prologue, and it is the used and rare book side. All right. So we went to Epilogue, which is the new book side, and where the cafe was. Yeah, and we had a grand, grand, grand old time. We did. That was a cute little, like, it It reminded me of M. Judson's, kind of. Yeah, a bit more streamlined, because Jim Judson is, like, more boxy. Yeah. And this is more, like, front to back. Yeah. So uh, why don't we talk about the books we got? Okay. Um, I purchased two. How many did you get? I got two. Okay. So, um, I'll go first. So I was walking around and then I had to use the bathroom. And when I came out of the bathroom, this was a book that caught my eye cause it was on display and it is a children's book called before music where instruments come from by Annette Bay Pimentel and instru- and illustrated by Malice, oh gosh, Madison Safer. And, um, the book is very like to me, it's very score like. Like it is probably an eight by. It's probably eight and a, eight and a half inches it's, wide. It's tall. And then it's tall. Yeah. So instead of being eleven inches, it's probably more like fifteen or sixteen inches. Sure. Um, it's very tall, and it's also very thick because it goes through different uh, families of instruments. Sure. Um, and it's beautifully illustrated. So I got this to go in my classroom library. Nice. What about- All right. Well, I got uh, two books from New Directions Publishing. Uh, sort of a safe bet with these. One is by an even safer bet, as far as I'm concerned. One of my favorite authors, Clarissa Spector. It is her novel, The Chandelier, which I remember seeing in stores and not getting. And then when I went back, uh, it was gone. So I don't know how uh, rare it is to find, like, in a brick and mortar store. As opposed to you know you know any of these books we could just buy online. So mm-hmm. there, I feel like there is sort of an impetus when uh, going out book shopping to try and find like the kind of stuff that's not as immediately accessible. Like I always I always get a little thrill when I'm at a used bookstore and I find like a like an imported paperback or something like that. Yeah. But uh, that's a really cool cover. Yeah, it is. It's um, the cover is just the and then the silhouette of a chandelier. And in case you had any doubts about what the title was, it spells it out on the spine. But uh, I don't even really know what the plot is, but I just love the way Clarice Lispector writes. It's Um, also hot pink. Hot pink, yeah, very stylish. And so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Um, The other book that I purchased is a book of essays called Body Language, Writers on Identity, Physicality, and Making Space for Ourselves, edited by Nicole Chung and Matt Ortel. Um, I was drawn to the essay section for some reason. Oh, sure. I guess because I don't really read a lot of essays or essay collections. Yeah. I think the last one I read was like a, 
is it Dave Sedaris? Oh, David sure. Sedaris. Yeah. Um, like on a plane ride back in 2013 or something. Sure. Uh, so anyway, I was drawn to that section, and this is the book that I chose. And basically, all I know, apparently, all of these essays come from a, a magazine called Catapult. Like it's just different essays from that magazine collection. So I am interested and i'm not flipping through it the essays seem to be pretty short like oh yeah that's always handy i don't know probably maximum 10 pages yeah so yeah and uh, my second book was um the flowers of buffoonery by osamu desai he's a famous japanese novelist famously committed suicide back in 1948 and uh, this is a prequel seemingly to his most famous novel no longer human and which was sort of seen, I think, post uh, posthumously as kind of autobiographical because uh, he himself sort of committed suicide by throwing himself into a river, and the main character of that novel, I think, did something similar. Mm -hmm. So, but um, I've heard nothing but good stuff about Desire. I've read a few of his short stories in a uh, collection, also from New Directions, that I think I talked about either last year. Or yeah, it was last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. It's a pretty short. Uh, it's The pages aren't even numbered. It's just... Ooh. Oh, wait, no, wait. There they are. Okay, yeah, it's like 90-something pages. So okay. it's a pretty quick read, looks like. Yeah. All right. So we, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to going into Golden Fig Books now. Yep. We'll be reporting back with what uh, what uh, the thing. Bye. Bye. Okay, and we're doing it. Shoo, we do. <laughs> yeah, so we just got back from uh, Golden Fig, and goodness sakes. <laughs> I I was telling Thomas before we started recording, I think we both kind of blacked out in there. Yeah, oh man. Those were some deals. like And some very high quality yes. used books. Oh yeah, like I got like a whole stack of New York Review books here that are like like new. Like, Markoff's, like, 50% off. And that's to say nothing of the 10% discount you get with just the purchase of one new book. If you're looking for a deal in the Durham-Carborough Durham area, then hit up Golden Fig. There's another branch, which I don't know if we can, if I can trust ourselves to go in I, there. I really don't know. Yeah. But uh, we both picked up a fair number of books. I got, like, one, two, three, four nine and elizabeth got five so uh, well I'll... i got four in a journal okay oh all right well and uh three of these are of the george shimon and my inspector Migret series which longtime listeners will recall i picked up like seven 16 volumes of when we were in atlanta yeah and they had three volumes here that i didn't have so i went ahead and picked them up and uh yep then like I said, they had a bunch of New York Review books. I got uh, Magda Zasbo's Catalan Street. I got Mehmed My Hawk by Yassar Kemal, which I've always pronounced as memed my hawk. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, I got it right now. Uh, there's Janos Zel uh, Zekeli's uh, Temptation, which is a uh, 20th century epic set in, um, where is it? Budapest. And then this last one is Wilding by uh, Isabella Tree, which is about reforestation. 
and uh, it's one of these weird New York Times review editions where the spine is NYRB format, but the cover is like sort of standard paperback. So I wonder if that's just like a practice with their nonfiction books or Could something. Be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'll let you take the floor now. All right. So I purchased. So I got four books and a journal. Um, the books I got. The first one is. It's actually. It's a hardback. Uh, it's Jessica Knowles' The Favorite Sister, which, I mean, I feel like I just saw this on TikTok. This was published, what's that? Oh, okay, 2018, um, or the copyright's 2018, but I, I, I swear to you, I did not realize, I thought this came out this year, but oh, yeah. anyway, 2018, hardcover, and it's like, I mean, it's in such good condition. Like, I don't see, like, there's no tears. There might be just, like, a little bit of folding in, like, the edges of the dust jacket, but, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. um, I purchased another book of essays. This is by Christopher Hitchens, Arguably Essays. What, what did he do? Uh, anyway, he was, like, a he was a writer, and so this is just a collection of, I guess, like, his articles and his writings. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, he lived, he was... He lived from 1949 to 2011, so this pretty much is, like, the best of his output throughout his career. I'd never heard of him. I just saw the book, and it looked interesting. Um, I purchased The Witch's Heart by Genevieve Gornacek. Um, this is about... This is kind of like a Norse uh, fantasy mm -hmm. book. Um, I purchased... I did find... I found... Volume one of the Wheel of Time series, and it's it's a paperback. It's like a trade paper. It's not the mass market like I was planning on getting, um, but again, it's in like perfect condition, and it was very reasonably priced. They did have volumes eight, nine, and ten, but like the spines were very visibly broken. Yeah. They just, I mean, they were cheap. They were like four bucks a piece, but yeah. they just were not a condition that I wanted to put on my bookshelf. Sure. Um, and then the journal that I purchased is A Year of Mindfulness, a 52-week guided journal to cultivate peace and presence by Jennifer Ray. And so the journal is broken up into like one week goes over the span of like two or three pages. Mm -hmm. And then there are seven prompts within that week that you answer. So basically it takes like, you know, you can dedicate like five to ten minutes to do this every day. Okay. And it just makes you think about, well, I guess it helps you be more mindful. Yeah. So... Um, I, oh, and I also got a sticker and a pen. Nice. Um, I came out like $56 was like my damage. Okay. Yeah. Mine was, uh, I think closer to 80, yeah. 80 something. And I also got, uh, from the sci-fi masterwork series, the inhabited Island by Arkady and Boris Drugatsky. They're sort of like the big names in, uh, like classic Russian science fiction. Uh -huh. They have a, a couple of their novels, hard to be a God and, uh, Roadside Picnic yeah. are very were very influential and I think got film adaptations. And the last book I picked up, this was the new one by an author I quite like, Laszlo Krasnahorkiai. It's its full title is A Mountain to the North, A Lake to the South, Path to the West, A River to the East. I have no idea what it is, but... Uh, but you'll find out. Yeah, I'll find <laughs> out. I'm, re I'm actually... The uh, book I'm working on right now is one of his... Okay. And, uh, I'm blanking on the title, but uh, yeah, he, he's got a very interesting style. A lot of run-on sentences. Cool. In fact, I think the book I'm reading of his right now is designed in such 
a way that it can technically be read as one long sentence. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that also makes it a bit difficult to read all in one go because you're not giving your eyes as much, like, your your concentration is a lot more focused. So it's not as good for casual reading, I mm-hmm. find. But uh, I quite like his books that I've read so far. So, uh, yeah, I think we've got a good haul here. We did. And now we're going to uh, another one, another one of these places. And uh, we'll let you know what we'll, it is we'll when we you, get there. Yeah, well, you'll be hearing from us. Okay. And we're hello. We are in the car. Uh, we have just gotten done checking out Flyleaf Books. Mm-hmm. That's quite a nice store. It is. That's a nice little store. I think they had some sort of book discussion going on around near the book, used book section. Yeah. They, yeah. I think it's like a book club type deal. That's pretty cool. They had a very lovely, lovely, a very nicely organized uh, new like front section. Mm-hmm. And then in back is where all the used book stuff is. So... Uh, it looks like you've actually outdone me this time around. Yeah. Um, so this time I bought four books. Five. I count five. I bought five books. Okay. <laughs> All right. You want to tell us about them? Yeah. So um, so the first book I picked up, I actually got for my husband. He's a big Stephen King fan, so I got him uh, Stephen King's Cell. Yes. Um, I read that one in high school. That's the cell phone zombie book. Yeah. So, this is the one that Brian talks about all the time. So, I got that for him. Okay. Um, and then I got Mike, I'm sorry, Michelle Faber's The Crimson Petal and the White. Okay. Uh, which is about, it's a very, and it's a big book. Yeah. It, it's a big it's one. It's a chunker. It's a chunker. Whoa, it's almost a thousand pages. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sitting at like right at 900 pages. Um, this is about... A 19-year-old prostitute who I think basically like tries to work her way up in uh, Victorian London. Okay. Um, and then the other three books I purchased are the Hillary Mantle trilogy. Uh, so I got Wolf Hall, which is the winner of the of the 2009 Man Booker Prize. Bring Up the Bodies, which also says it's a winner of the Man Booker Prize. And then The Mirror and the Light, um, which this one is a very nice hardback, and it's new, and it's got the deckled edges. Uh, when was this published? This was published in 2020. Isn't that a sequel? Or copyright. Yeah, um, let's see here. It says it's... It says this is... So, uh, these three books are the trilogy, so... Wolf Hall is the first oh. one. Bring Up the Bodies is the second. And then The Mirror and the Light is the nice. third. Um, and then I also grabbed a couple stickers. And I saw on TikTok these pencils called Blackwing pencils. Ooh. And they had them for sale individually here. Mm-hmm. So I thought, so I bought one. Nice. Because um, I was like, I'd rather spend a little over two bucks on one pencil in, as opposed to investing like $40 in a pack of pencils oh, right. that I don't know if I'll like or not. So I purchased a black wing pencil. This is the black wing matte. That looks nice. So I'm pretty excited. Um, apparently this was a very popular pencil and then they went out of business mm-hmm. and like people were going onto eBay and paying like 40 bucks for one pencil. And oh. then the company came back or was revitalized in 2011. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
that those were my purchases. Yeah. I got an interesting story about the book I bought. I only got two, one new, one used. The new book I bought was the 2016 re-release of Helen DeWitt's The Last Samurai. Uh, I had have just recently read one of uh, Helen DeWitt's short story, uh, I guess novellas or short stories uh, as a part of New Direction's storybook collection. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the books I was considering buying at the last place, uh, at uh, Epilogues rather, because uh, I had re- read it recently and enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like she's, I mean, well, just going off of this book, it doesn't look like she's written uh, that much. The Last Samurai was her debut novel in 2000, and apparently it ran into such severe like publishing troubles mm-hmm. because I think it um, utilizes like trademark content that mm. the publishers didn't pay for. Yeah. So uh, the book was out of print for over a decade. Wow. And then in 2016, New Direction... Uh, reissued it, and I've, that's the version I've got here. But it's about a woman who uh, is like a single mom in London raising a child and trying to acclimate him to the world through media, and part of that involves the film Seven Samurai, hence okay. the title. Yeah. So I, at first I thought it was some connection to the Tom Cruise movie The Last Samurai. Yeah. But no, totally different. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to digging into this. And the other book I bought used was uh, Crystal Wilkinson's The Birds of Opulence. Uh, I don't really know that much about it. Winner of the Judy Gaines Young Book Award. Uh, It just sounds... I just had very good praise online. It looks like a very lovely cover. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's not that long, so I find that given the option, I do tend to favor shorter books these days. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I like the sense of completion that comes from reading them. Yeah. Gotta feed that serotonin. Yeah, defo. Dopamine. Dopamine. Yeah. So, that's uh, another book shop down. Uh, Let's see. We're going to have to regroup. Um, I know in an hour or two we'll probably be looking about lunch. So, uh, we'll be getting back to you after our next stop and uh, hope to have something exciting to talk about. All right. Okay. There Goodness we go. Sakes, that was weird. We're back in business. All right, we're back in business, back in the car, back talking books. We just got back from uh, Regulator Books in Raleigh. Durham. Durham. I don't, I don't know. Where are we? Yeah, we're we're around. We're somewhere. Yeah, but uh, that is a book sh- that is a bookshopper's bookshop. They've got quite the selection, and uh, I'm pretty happy with what I made out with. We're in Durham. We're in Durham. 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 Yeah, Elizabeth, you got one I've had my eye on for a minute. Yeah, so I only I only got one um, book from The Regulator. Is it The Regulator? Regulator Regulator, book. okay. So uh, I purchased The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon, and um, I was definitely influenced to buy this because I've yeah. seen it on TikTok. Yeah, this one's been sitting on my TBR for a while now. So. Now, I don't actually really know anything it's about except a dragon. Yeah. Or there's a dragon in it. Yeah, but it's a cool-looking dragon. It's a very cool-looking dragon. It's a very cool-looking cover. It's a big book. Yep, it's a, yep. It's, you know, nice and hefty. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that was my, what I picked up. Mm-hmm. And I got three smaller books. Oh, goodness, I think this part, oh, they're pulling in behind us. They're good. All right, so the first book I got is called Igifu by... Uh, Scholastic Mukasonga. I believe that is it is about the Armenian genocide. 
which uh, the guy at the counter said it was very sad but very good. He gave it a hearty recommendation. And uh, the next one is a, a collection of two short uh, stories or novellas, one by uh, Julio Cortazar and Silva. Uh, Julio Silva. Okay, oh, I see what they did there. It's Julio and then Cortazar and Silva. So there's two stories, What the Mugwig Has to Say and Sylvan, Silvalanda. Uh, Julio Cortazar is one of my favorite short story authors. I recently read one of his collections. Yeah, I'm always looking for more of his work, and this was just what they had. So and speaking of an author, I really enjoyed their stuff. Uh, the author of Jacob's Ladder, uh, Ludmila Ulitskaya a uh, famous Russian novelist whose uh, book, The Kurkotsky Enigma, uh, charts the, um, like, a lot of drama surrounding uh, Stalin in the 1930s, and it's sort of a, a dual family novel uh, about, like, uh, two different families, like, intersections and conflicts and such. So, um, oh, it says here it became a TV miniseries, so hmm. I didn't know about that, but, uh, yeah, the... I'm just looking forward to getting into that. The the theme for these was like uncommon pu uh, publishers. These are each publishers. Uh, there's Archipelago Books. There's um, what's this one called? Sub Sublunary Sublunary Editions, and uh, this one for NU Press. So I think that's a college, uh, Northwestern EDU. So that sounds like a college imprint. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd branch out of the whole New York reviews, cul-de-sac I'd sort of built for myself earlier, mm -hmm. uh, new directions sort of thing. And I'm um, looking forward to, see, they're not a, bleh, these aren't terribly long books, so I look forward to talking about them more in the near future. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, got us covered now. It's getting on to 2, 1.30, so we'll probably start looking about lunch in a minute, but uh, we'll let you know how that goes when in a couple seconds. That was a fun one. That was fun. Yeah, we just got in uh, from Books Do Furnish a Room, open 364 days a year. Uh, very much do not judge a book by its cover sort of thing. It looks mm -hmm. like it's run out of an old an old shack. Yeah. Um. When we first pulled up, uh, I went in first to just sort of scope the place out. And then uh, when I came out to tell Elizabeth that it looked good, I just burst through the door and was like we need to go <laughs> i was like why what happened like, i also i also noticed that um the open sign was not lit until you went in and asked them are y'all open that's interesting so i guess they just forgot because they seemed like they were very yeah it's sort focused of uh, on their work yeah it's sort of yeah there, there was two guys behind the counter i think and uh it's very much an indie sort of used operation but they've got a good uh, selection in there everything was uh, in good condition i think yeah yeah it very much smelled and was set up similarly to atlanta vintage books yeah it's got that sort of vibe about it so it de but it definitely gets a recommendation from us and uh we we did pretty well book wise mm -hmm. uh you want to talk about yours sure so i got three books um the first one i got is another collection of essays it's called gritos and it is by dagoberto gilb um that's a wild cover yeah i'm not really sure what's happening here uh and i got it because of like gritos and the name and then 
on the inside, um, he basically, like, he writes fiction. Uh, this might be a short story collection. Yeah, all right. No, it says it's essays. His essays, I guess, are about being Mexican-American yeah. in America. Um, so, anyway, I this looks interesting. So, that's I'm excited about that. I also purchased The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. I've been looking at this for a while, and I just kept holding off and kept holding off. And then I found it, and it was five bucks. So, I was like, it's, it's time. Yeah. Um, and then my final book was I Did Get Spare yeah. by Prince Harry. Uh, and because I mentioned just a few minutes ago that the one of the stores we were it was Flyleaf, right? Yeah. When we were in Flyleaf, like I saw it, I picked it up, I looked at it, I was like, hmm, maybe put it down. When I came back around, it was gone. Ooh. So, and it was $14 there. Here it was $10. Nice. So I'm both glad I waited and also glad I went ahead and like was like, nope, this is mine now. Yeah. All right. So I've got a collection of paperbacks here. I, I did want to note, you got all hardbacks. I did get all hardbacks. And some of those look like uh, they've got the plastic film on them, almost like they were library books at one point. Yeah, but there's no... Um, there's no, like, ID tag. Yeah, there's no it. ID tag or anything, so... And maybe they were just, like, from the publisher? Either from the published... I wonder if it is an ARC. For their listeners who don't know, an ARC is an ARC or an advanced reader copy. That's what they usually send out to critics and the like. Ooh, it's nope. This right. is a first edition. Okay, so. well, that's still pretty neat. I guess somebody just wanted to keep it in good condition. So or I, maybe they did it themselves. Yeah. I don't know. So I got a bunch of paperbacks. I got two by George Simonon, another one of the Migret novels, Migret's Holiday, and then one called The Mahe Circle. I've got this one novel, All Quiet on the Orient Express, which is uh, described as a comedy of errors of a guy who just, like, keeps taking on progressively stranger like hired jobs and uh, then this one I'm very excited about is 1983 by David Peace it is the fourth book in the Red Riding Quartet this is a uh, crime fiction series that I uh, I picked up the first three volumes of it back in 2015 at uh, I want to say Book Nook in Atlanta and I could never find the fourth book and I didn't want to just buy it online like yeah so uh, I've just sort of had this book hanging in the back of my head, and here I find it in really good condition, too. Cool. Just a little bit, just like one bent co corner on the cover, but mm -hmm. otherwise. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a book series I'll feel comfortable getting into now. All right. And speaking of book series, the uh, last book I picked up was this chonker called Piece of Cake by Derek Robinson. Apparently he is a prolific author of World War I novels because... I actually, I, I, this might be World War Two. I don't know. That looks like a World War One German plane. Uh, but at any rate, uh, apparently he writes like fighter pilot novels. And this first book, uh, Piece of Cake, was like the first in a series, and it was the largest of the books that they had in stock. Also, one of the cheapest, surprisingly. So uh, I was gonna get more, but then I noticed that there was a pretty wide fluctuation in the pricing, mm -hmm. and like. It might have to do with, like, availability. It could, because or, my book, my essays by Gilb, um, was the most expensive book I got at $15. Okay. But, yeah, that's, um, these are all, def I think I've got a nice variety of books here. It's definitely stuff I'm going to be looking forward to getting into. And uh, I think we're, we're talking dinner now, so 
uh, we might be nearing the end of our reading journey, but uh, we'll be sure to check in with you again if we stop off anywhere else. So you just listen out for us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is a rainy apes March. March. It's been a long day. <sighs> Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, we've reached the end of our long day of book shopping. Uh, we uh, just got out of the uh, Mickin McIntyre's. We just got out of McIntyre's book at the uh, Fearington. Uh, what would you call this place? Park. I guess it's it, like it's a little shopping center, but all the shops look like houses. Yeah, it almost yeah. It looks like a housing complex, but like one place is a wedding store. There's a cafe. There's the bookstore. There's just general like odds and ends. It's almost like. Um, one of those coastal shopping places, but just... Yeah, but not on the coast. Yeah. Just... It feels like a murder's going to take place at any moment. Well, it is called Fearington. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely like cozy murder mystery novel setting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, all the all the more appropriate for a bookstore, and it was a very nice bookstore. It was. It, um, to me anyway, it gave me very like a combination of M. Judson and uh, what was that one? Postman's? Yes. And Postman's from Atlanta. Yeah, I get that vibe. And uh, so I picked up two more books, and you picked up one. Yep. All right. Uh, my two books. The big one is a very lovely hardback that I guess just came out. It was on their new releases shelf. It's uh, called The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. Now, in case you don't know, Rick Rubin is a very prolific music producer who's worked with Pretty much every big band you can think of. I think one of his earliest, his biggest claims to fame is being the producer for Nirvana. But like in all the years since, he's worked with rock musicians, he's worked with rap artists, he's uh, just really had his fingers in a lot of the biggest albums to come out over the last 40 years or so. It, it's it's it might be more appropriate to think of a producer of an album as being as equivalent to a the director of a film. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, you've got actors and you've got the technicians who work the cameras and the lighting and all, and the director is kind of a guiding hand. Yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of Rick Rubin's uh, claim to fame. And this is, I guess, a book on his process or his philosophy of creation of art. And uh, it's a very lovely cover. Mm -hmm. It's like a hardback, sleeveless, uh, with the indentation for the artwork. It's very cool. And the other book I got is one that I think has been on my TBR for about as long as any other book on there. It is The Long Ships by Franz G. Bergson. And uh, it is the New York Reader, uh, New York Reviews Books edition. And take a shot. But uh, this is just, yeah, it's, I guess, Viking fantasy, basically. Uh, probably like one of the more formative texts in that genre. Yeah, I'm just interested to see it. And now, Elizabeth? So, I purchased one book and some, like, accessories. So, I purchased... The book I purchased is uh, Will Carver's Psychopaths Anonymous, which is about a woman named Maeve who is very... Who is, like, superficially very successful. She has a good job. She is gorgeous. She has a good home. Like, she has a beautiful home. She can, like, get any man she wants. Um, but she has issues with addiction, uh, both 
alcohol and sex and, oh, killing people. Ah. Men specifically. Right. So, um, anyway, she doesn't have any friends. Sure. So, because she wants to find people who are like her and have similar vices. So, she creates uh, a support group, Psychopaths Anonymous. And, um, anyway, mm-hmm. that's how she gets friends. And then it kind of sounds like she's, uh, she, like, gets caught up in, like, a... I don't know some some I don't know exactly what the crime is, but it sounds like she gets kind of caught up in something, and I guess that's I have to read it to find out. Okay. Um, and then uh, the other thing I bought, I know I said like literally I don't know ten minutes ago that uh, I bought the one Blackwing Pixel because I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I wanted to see if I liked it first. Yeah. Well, I found a box of Blackwing pencils at this one that was limited edition, and I am. <laughs> A sucker for a limited edition items so did i pay 28 dollars for pencils yes i did um so these particular black wing pencils are the ravi shankar pencil okay who's ravi shankar she's looking at me folks just so ravi shankar is the greatest um oh what's that instrument Sitar. Oh. He's, he's like the greatest sitar player ever. Like the Beatles came and like studied with him. Okay. And, yeah, and that then, name is familiar. Yeah. yeah. I want to say Nora Jones. She's, is she the, is she the musician? Yeah. Okay. Nora Jones is his daughter. Okay. That's interesting. I'm like 98% sure that's true. Sure. So anyway, these are the, the Ravi Shankar pencils. Um, It says that it's got a turmeric finish. I don't know what that means. Mm. I guess I'll find out. Yeah. And then I also bought like a fancy, I mean, I, I say it's fancy. It, only, it costs $3. I bought a fancy like pencil sharpener that can sharpen your pencils to like different lengths. Nice. So you can get like a short point or a long point. Um, yeah. So those were my purchases. Awesome. Well, I think it's been a very productive and enjoyable day of shopping. Yes, it has been. I thank you for coming on this journey with me, Elizabeth. And you listeners at home, we thank you for sticking this out. Yes. We'll be back in a few days with a fresh episode of the podcast. Where I will have actually read some books. That sounds good. And uh, now we're going to be hitting the road back on for home. Yep. And uh, until we next see you. Bye. Bye. Hold off. You didn't think you were done with us that easily, (laughs) did you? No. Literally 15 minutes after we hit stop record, we were driving our way back down home when what should appear... (laughs) But another bookstore. ...on the side of the road, (laughs) but the Circle City Books and Music Store in uh, Chapel Hill. Are we I think technically it's Pittsburgh or something. Okay. But it's a nice little bookshelf bookstore uh, with a bunch of like floor-to-ceiling shelves some really good deals on some used books they had i was very impressed with their selection yeah i was too i feel like especially when you're on the outskirts of major metropolitan areas like chapel hill uh, essentially a college town yeah then you get a lot of people already with like very large book collections large and eclectic book collections who are then just like either through a matter of course or after like a move or an estate sale or something, just selling them off. Yep. So they wind up in these uh, smaller used books places. It's just a, it's just a good time. So um, before we leave you, we're recording this way later in the day. So before we leave you tonight, we're going to let you know about our final purchases. 
So I purchased two books from uh, Circle City. The first book I purchased was The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. I've seen this book. I know it's been around. I just haven't gotten around to reading it. And this book was in pretty much perfect condition. And I also picked up Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee by Casey Sepp. And basically it is about Harper Lee has written and published To Kill a Mockingbird and has traveled to Alabama where there is a preacher on trial for murdering five of his family members because he wanted the insurance money. Oh. Is that, uh... What's that, what's that, the basic of? I didn't know if they, if she ever wrote about that or if that's, this I, is the she, story. She intended to write about it. Okay. Um, but I don't, but, you know, the only thing she published was, uh... Good, in her lifetime was To Kill a Mockingbird and then Go Set a Watchman was... Was published posthumously or like was it posthumous or was it like she on her deathbed don't look it up it's okay, it doesn't matter i'm not gonna look it up yeah and any rate so i uh picked up a few books i picked up the murderess by alexander papa papa diamantes uh uh take a shot new york review book edition and i picked up what's that then i picked up uh the hawaiian romance of lai Lai Kawai by S. N. Hale O. It's a really beautiful mint edition mm -hmm. that uh, my understanding is that it's a uh, traditional uh, Hawaiian uh, legend. And then I've got my last book, a uh, archipelago edition of Sauka Valka by Haldor Laxness, translated from the Icelandic by Philip Rosten. So, uh,. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, and I should also uh, share a bit of my heartbreak with you. I know in the last uh, recording I mentioned picking up the long boats at uh, Mc McGinty's. McIntyre's. McIntyre's. Oh, goodness. It's just the bane of any used book shopper. We went to Circle City, and literally one of the first books I saw was a copy of the long boats for ten dollars cheaper second hand which the spine was a little bowed but not broken so i try to tell myself what i can to you know salve that pain <laughs> but uh yeah all all told it's the it's a drop in the bucket compared to what all we've been doing this weekend yeah. so i call it this weekend but you know yeah uh, so and anyway once again we thank you for joining us on this venture I've been your brother co-host Thomas Dempsey. I've been your sister co-host Elizabeth Connor. We'll be talking to you again in a few more days with an official episode, but until then, as we always say, and as you've already heard, bye. Bye.